Welcome to the Nativist Podcast, where we tap into our instinct and natural power to live intuitively. The ultimate goal is to leave the world healthier and more beautiful than we found it. It all starts on the individual level by cultivating our mind-body connection. Whether you're on a healing journey or just want to look and feel your best, I hope by the end you feel a little happier, a little more inspired, and a little more invested in yourself and the world. Please remember to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. Thank you. Hey you, before we get started, I want to make a note of the audio quality you're about to hear. So sorry, I forgot to shift my settings on my microphone to accommodate two people, my bad. And also, I have a rambunctious six-month-old puppy in the background, Mosmo, who is letting his presence be known, let's just say that. So, if you are here for optimal audio quality, this is not your podcast, ever. I mean, fluctuates, but also, there are just some dicey moments throughout. So, I try to prioritize content over perfection. That's something I've really had to let go is perfection, or else I would never release anything. So, you'll hear it. You'll hear Mosmo in the background and you'll hear hear some moments where I kind of sound far away. So just know that if you're okay with the imperfection of being human, if you're okay with the valuable content over the awesome audio quality, then thank you. Thank you for being forgiving. Thank you for understanding sometimes things don't turn out in the best way, in the way that we want. And so this is just me showing up imperfectly and thank you for being here for it. I love you. Hey you, before we get started, I want to make a note of the audio quality you're about to hear. So sorry, I forgot to shift my settings on my microphone to accommodate two people, my bad. And also I have a rambunctious six month old puppy in the background, Mosmo, who is letting his presence be known, let's just say that. So, if you are here for optimal audio quality, this is not your podcast, ever. I mean, fluctuates, but also, there are just some dicey moments throughout. So, I try to prioritize content over perfection. That's something I've really had to let go is perfection, or else I would never release anything. So, you'll hear it. You'll hear Mosmo in the background, and you'll hear, hear some moments where I kind of sound far away. So just know that if you're okay with the imperfection of being human, if you're okay with the valuable content over the awesome audio quality, then thank you. Thank you for being forgiving. Thank you for understanding sometimes things don't turn out in the best way, in the way that we want. And so this is just me showing up imperfectly. And thank you for being here for it. I love you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of the Nativist Podcast. And you're probably (laughs) sick of me saying this, but I'm so excited for this (laughs) guest because I think this is a really important conversation. And I am here today with Meg Holmes. Welcome, Meg. Thank you. And I want her to tell you a little bit about herself. And then we'll get into basically why we're here. So, Meg, tell us a little about yourself. 
Well, first of all, thank you for having me and for asking me to come today. It's thank a you. it's a big honor to be in this chair next to you. Oh, thank you. So my name is Meg. I um I am originally from Michigan. You might notice the accent. I love Some people it do. so much. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love yes. It. So I'm from Michigan. I've lived in Ireland. I lived in Ireland for three years, and then I landed in Idaho. And I'm a mom and wife, and I work for ISU um, within the School of Performing Arts. I love my job. Ooh. I love it here. I love to ski. I love hearing that. I love when people, well, I love when they love where they live. Yeah. And when they love what they do. Yeah. It's so refreshing. Life is good. Yes. Tell us about where you've lived. Yeah. So, I mean, I grew up in Michigan. It's similar climate to here, but it's it's wetter. So it, it feels almost colder there. Okay. Um, no sense. mountains, but great lakes, which I do miss the water. I'm very much a water person. And then... Um, I moved to Ireland after I got married um, the first time, and um, my ex was doing his PhD in history, so we lived there for three years. My first son was born there. Wow, fun yep. fact. Yep. Cool. Worked in marketing there a little bit, and then um, moved back to Michigan, and then he got a job at ISU. Mm. So we moved to Idaho 11, I think 11 years ago, and we so I've been here for 11 years. Okay, cool. What was your first impression of Idaho and Pocatello in particular? Well, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It was a lot. Well, I didn't really know what to expect. In yeah. fact, when when my ex said, hey, we're going to, you know, I got a job offer at Idaho State. Yeah. And I said, I think my exact words were, isn't that unsettled territory? <laughs> 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 so I really did not know anything about wow. Idaho. Yeah, yeah. And so when I moved here, I didn't have, like, certain expectations. I kind of assumed it might be similar to Michigan. Michigan is known for being really friendly. Um, and I just, I don't know why I assumed Idaho would be friendly, but that part was right. Everyone, oh, good. Everyone is very friendly. Oh, you think so? Okay, I, good. I do. your other I mean, well, reactions. I think that once people learned I wasn't of the predominant religion, mm-hmm. I mean, I did feel a little bit of otherness then. Yes. Um... Because, you know, it makes you different. Yes. And it was interesting for me because I grew up in a very Catholic area, mm. and I was Catholic. So mm. being of the predominant religion there, I kind of it kind of got flipped on its head for me yeah. when I moved here. And I thought, oh, maybe this is what my friends who were not Catholic felt like. Yeah. Or maybe, um, and I, I kind of reflected on if I did a good job, including my friends who weren't. Oh, so interesting. Yeah, it it actually has been interesting, interesting growth there. And doesn't that just testify to the importance of diversifying your perspective Mm -hmm. and exposure to other cultures and ways of doing things and what's a dominant religion in this community isn't a dominant religion in another. And so just experiencing different dynamics too, I think is so important. Because you're at different places in those dynamics, depending on where you are. Wow. Oh my, I could talk to you. That's not why we're here. We could talk for days about that. <laughs> but yeah, I love, I love Idaho. I have gotten so into the outdoor scene. Um, I love hiking. I love mm. the mountains. I love mm. seeing the mountains every day. In Michigan, we had Great Lakes. I didn't get to see them every day. Mm. You know? Yeah. But the mountains I get to see every day. Yeah. And I get to go out into them as often as I like. They're yeah. right here. So that's been huge. And I just started skiing this will be my third season. <gasps> okay. Starting, so, 
excited for that. Right on. Yeah. yeah. And it's been so fun to learn something new later in life. Yeah. It really has been a blast. And you married Humbling. into a big skiing family, didn't you? I the did. Big ski. Yeah, it's sink or swim. Like. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I was good friends with your sister-in-law growing up. Oh, I yeah. I remember Suda. she was skiing uh-huh. those moguls. Oh, yeah. Like, she's, nobody's business. She's a rock star. Oh, yes, she is. Love, love, love her. Um, okay, I will restrain myself and not <laughs> talk anymore. I want to talk for about Ireland, but why we're here is to talk about your experience with, is there a phrase that you have for it, just transitioning to natural hair color? Yeah, I mean, yeah, just letting letting my hair, I mean, I don't want to say let it go, because I think there's such a negative connotation yes, to that, but, yes. but yeah, letting my hair be natural, mm-hmm. letting it just be whatever it is. Yes. Um... I'm on this, I mean, I kind of like this, this phrase we call, there's a lot of different terms. So silver sister, or, um, I'm on this Facebook group called the silver revolution. Cool. Um, so there's definitely like a, a whole, I don't know, movement, I Mm -hmm. guess, of, of women who are just done adhering to that social norm that we have built into our society of, um, and I'm sure, you know, we'll get into this more, but. Um, yeah, going, going gray or, I mean, I'm not all gray, so maybe that's not even super accurate because I have a lot of dark still, but I have a lot of like white and gray up in my crown and like, I think I'm going to have this really cool white strip in the front, which I'm excited for. Oh, I love those. Oh. Yeah. It'll be, I think it'll look cool when it's all done. Yeah. Okay. So what inspired this? So I think initially... I have a couple um, friends and acquaintances who started, I want to say, gosh, four or five years ago, a friend on Facebook from my hometown, and she's a little older than I am, but she started letting her hair, um, like stopping dyeing her hair, Mm -hmm. and I was so intrigued because I think she might have been around maybe 50 at the time. Yeah. but she documented it on Facebook and she would write about it and write about the transformation she was going through. So that was my first kind of, oh, that's that's interesting. That's yeah. different. I never thought about not doing it or I thought about doing it, but not until I was a grandma or something. Um, and then when COVID hit, um, my mom, she couldn't go to the hairdresser as many, many people couldn't. Yeah. And so she was like, well, she was 60. Three, I think at the time um, and has dark hair like or had dark hair like me and um, she said well this is a good time to try and I'm I'm kind of like alone you know we're yeah. all isolated yeah. so I'm gonna try and so she stopped dyeing her hair and I was like oh well she looks beautiful she gets compliments wherever she goes it's she has this beautiful white hair now and she's striking um, and you guys look so similar too. We do. Yeah, we do. Yeah. I mean, just had Marin on talking about how appearance doesn't matter, but oh. you're very striking as well. Very That's beautiful nice of too. You. Thank you. You're um, but yeah, so she she did it, and then she told me about this group, the Silver Revolution, mm-hmm. and I joined it. And I was just kind of one of those like lurkers for about a year. I was watching women, ages thirty, I mean maybe even late twenties, but the prime. Primarily, the the group is consisted of like 30s and up mm-hmm. of women 
starting their journey and encouraging each other and it's such a positive place with so much inspiration so I just follow along and be like oh that's so cool I someday someday I'm gonna do it someday and then you know I think it was August I had a hair I had an appointment scheduled to you know get my roots done and I just thought and I talked to John about it my husband I talked to my mom about it my sister my aunt and because I'm just like I don't know I just I I don't want to do it anymore and so I just said out loud and I think I even made a post about it on Facebook and I think that was I'll talk about why I did that because I think it's meaningful Mm -hmm. but I just I made the choice and I just was like okay I'm starting and that was that so that was four months ago so I'm four wow. months into this wow. no-die journey. Yeah. Okay, so mm-hmm. tell us about the post. Yeah, so the post was, I mean, I think I talked about that I'm trying to be authentic. You know, I'm, I'm trying to be my authentic self. And I think when we think about our authentic self, we often go inward, which is good. We need to be authentic inside. But I thought, like, why, why do I feel like I have to hide part of myself yeah I feel like I have to cover it up and that is what it is it is and I mean and I the thing is for uh, I think when you have something that brings you joy some people love to color their hair they it's a form of self-care for them sure they love to sit in the chair and they love their hairdresser and they love changing their hair color and doing different things and some expression yes exactly and that's cool too sure but for me when I asked myself why am I doing this because I found myself antsy in the chair, dreading my appointment, hating the fact that I'm putting chemicals on my head every month, yeah. and I try to live a pretty clean life. Um, and I, I just couldn't come up with a good reason other than like other what other people think. Yeah. And that's never a good reason to no. do something. And um, and so, I. Yeah, in effort to be my authentic self. So, and then the post on Facebook was, I think, I think it was partially, I mean, when I, if I'm really honest, I think it's so that when people saw me with my roots, Mm -hmm. they would know it was intentional. They wouldn't say, why isn't she getting her hair dyed? Or like, is she letting herself go? Or, you know, they would know that those roots are intentional. And so I could kind of, not worry about them looking at me weird Mm -hmm. in which I mean I'm sad to say that that does affect me but it was one less thing one less hardship for me to endure in the more difficult parts of the transition I love you mentioning this because a how are you not affected by the water that you swim in Mm -hmm. you just are and I know that that's a common refrain oh I don't care what people think and we're wired to care what people think and also we're brought up in a society that conditions us to care what people think yeah and that's okay so I think that's important for us not to beat ourselves up and to be honest that's part of the authenticity too yeah and ideally sure we would get to a point where we don't yeah don't have to consider anybody sure yeah but also I think there's value in caring what people think so that's another conversation but I love where it's not an all or nothing kind of thing it's not like you can't do it unless you don't care what anybody else thinks. Yeah, exactly. You can do it still, and mm-hmm. then that's just part of it. 
Yes. I mean, you exactly. can still care what people think and there are like increments that you can take. Yes. Steps in the right direction. Yes. Right. Like yes. you're not, you're not perfect. You don't conceive of an idea and then automatically you're great at it and yes. you're perfect. Yes. No, it's a journey. I mean, yes. it really is. And it's a growth process. Yes. And I think just admitting that it's a process makes it easier to start. Yes. Such you know? an important frame for it. It's yeah. crucial. So tell us, how has your journey been? People's reactions? Yeah. Like your thought process throughout? Has there been any like shifts or regressions or anything mm-hmm. like that? Yeah, it has been interesting and it changes daily. Mm. I mean, there are some days that I'm like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. Or I'll get like the, you know, how the the Google photo memories pop up or what you see pictures from last yeah. year, the year before, whatever. Yeah. And my hair is really dark and I loved my dark hair. And it was such a part of me and who I am. Yeah. Um, I, you kind of wrap your identity up and it. it's really weird. Oh my gosh, do. yeah. And now when I see pictures and I'm like, oh, that's so weird. Like, oh, that's not me. Or in the mirror, you know, it's just kind of strange. But I think, um, you know, you refocus and and you just, you know, that moment will pass. And your why, you know, you remind yourself of your why. Um, But, you know, as far as other people and their their comments on my process, um, it's been really positive, actually. Um, everybody has been super supportive and excited for me and encouraged. And I've had several people say, Oh my gosh, you're so inspiring. Um, I've had lots of comments like, Oh, I wish I could do that. Or you're so brave. And I know those comments come from a good place, but like, I mean, I don't think I'm brave necessarily for doing it. Like save the brave for like people, you know, going through chemo and all of that um I think because uh, I don't know braveness I don't know um it's hard to put it into words I think that the braveness is like why am I brave I think that's the that like why am I brave is it because I I'm like letting myself get older looking or I mean, why is age attached to the color of your hair when people can start getting gray hair when they're in their teens, you know, in their 20s? Absolutely. Um, we, but I think we're, I think that the grandma or like the witchy or the, all of those negative connotations just about the color is, I mean, why does it have to be brave? But that's the whole, like, I really, I really hope that me and then all the other women because there are so many other women who are on this journey to help change that paradigm for people and say like hair color is not tied to an age no it's not or beauty no you know no it's not and even that people are deeming it brave which i still i still do think it's brave but even though people are because people are deeming it brave Mm -hmm. i think just speaks to the world we live in yeah, that, it that, does. And it for does. some people, that would just be unthinkable for them. They couldn't even yeah. fathom them yeah. doing that because it's their self-acceptance, their self-identity is so tied to their looks. And, I mean, it's completely understandable. Yeah. And it's funny because what's brave to one person isn't brave to another. So, yeah, like, true. some of my recent podcasts were on my uh, journey leading the Mormon religion, the yes. religion. Yeah. 
that wasn't hard for me, right? So I, a lot of people that say, yeah, oh, it took so much courage. That's so brave to me. No problem. I yeah. had no problem doing it. I yeah. <laughs> decided one day to leave and I didn't look back. Yeah. It wasn't hard. I had the privilege of having a very supportive network. Yep. My parents were unconditionally supportive. Friends didn't care. So I was very yeah. lucky that way. Yes. Not everybody yeah. has that. Mm -hmm. What else? My eating disorder journey, sharing that. Right. That was a little tough at first, but even still, like, People yeah. would say, oh, that's so brave to get to a point where it's just like, and it's an age thing, like you kind of get older and you care less and you're less yeah. invested necessarily in what you look like or, you know, you're just less affected. Yeah. I guess is the way to frame it. I still think that that is brave in a way just because for some people that need runs so deeply to look a certain way, to abide by yeah. the societal constructs and the standards of beauty and all of that. And I love that you're shifting that narrative. And it is revolutionary because for so many, I think, and for so long, it's just been, again, unthinkable that you yes, even do that. That's right. Well, and I remember when I when I first started getting gray hairs, which I think I was 16 or 17, I would find I would find the random gray hair. And 16, I would show 17, my friends. So young. Yes. So yes. just, you know, like one here, there. And you're not the only one. Oh, no. no. Lots of people. Yeah. But I would find them, and, and I would laugh and show my friends and then pull it out. And it's just funny to me that it wasn't even like a, a thought like, oh, a gray hair, I have to get rid of it. Mm. It was innate. It yeah. was, you know, and my mom had dyed her hair from a young age too. Yeah. It wasn't a surprise to me. It's very, it's genetic. Um, so I was not surprised to see gray hairs pop up. My mm -hmm. mom and my grandma and everyone before that, you know, mm -hmm. probably had gray hairs pop up around the same age. So, but I will say too, on, on that same kind of, on that same note, that I consciously did not ever dye my hair before I had to mm. because I knew it was coming. I knew that I was probably going to have to dye my hair, going to have to, yeah. <laughs> quote, <laughs> um, which is funny. But um, I knew I was going to do that later. And so I didn't want to ever dye if I didn't have to. Yeah. Um, so that was, a, that was a choice that I made at a young age. So then I would find the gray hairs, pl pluck them out. And then I started getting more of them and realizing if I keep pulling them out, I'm going to be like partially bald. So <laughs> I didn't want to do that. So then I started dyeing it and yeah. it wasn't even a question. Like it was like, oh, I have to dye my hair now because I have gray hairs that need to be covered up. And I never thought about it. It's a natural progression. That's yeah, what one this does. Is what we do. Yes, yes. There's no choice. Of course yes. I don't want gray hair when I'm That's 27. So true. So yeah. it's just interesting, and I think you were going to ask me later about parenting, and yeah. I think I can bring that up yes, now please. and say when my daughter starts getting gray hairs, mm -hmm. which she will at some point, she has now seen me do this, yes. and my kids are so supportive. Oh. It's so fun, and they have been so encouraging. They love my sparkles, my sparkle hair. I was, yeah, I've, I've heard it yeah. called sparkles. I, yeah, It's so fun. Big and so that term, yeah. <laughs> Beckett, he said, he's our eight-year-old, and we were talking about, I don't remember, even if he brought it up, it was just this, like, organic, he brought it up, and he's like, oh, I think your hair looks so fancy. <gasps> you have fancy oh, hair. Oh, you have fancy hair. <laughs> yes. How do you not I love, love that? I love that. It was, like, my favorite. Uh, how do it you was not so love that? cute. Kids, kids are interesting, and I had another conversation with my 12-year-old, my and... He was, he actually attached getting older with gray hair. And I said, why do you, you know, why do you think that? 
I said, you know, and I talked about how society made us feel like gray hair means you're old. Mm -hmm. And then he ended the conversation with, well, I can't wait to get gray hair. (laughs) So, so my hope, and Catherine says to me, Catherine is our nine-year-old. And she, she said to me that she never wants to cover up her grays. So, so hopefully like maybe she won't ever feel like she has to. Yes. Even just that is so powerful. Yeah. Not feeling compelled to. Mm -hmm. Knowing you have an option. Knowing that you have an option. It's not, there's not one way to do something. Exactly. That just broadly applied to life. Yeah. I wish everybody realized I know. that. We don't They're, have to stay inside the box, no, no, you know? No, 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 You can do what feels good to you. Yes, even if nobody else is doing it. Even yeah. if you've never heard of anybody else doing it that way. Right. Good. Right. Be a trailblazer. Yeah. And we need innovation and people to do things differently. Yeah. And that's the beauty of yeah. it all. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic are there any other areas of your life that you're revisiting or reassessing or thinking more about because of this I mean I think you can apply this to so much and it's hard too because if you're a black and white person and I don't consider myself black and white like if I do this then I have to like never wear makeup or um not wear like age cream or something, skincare, yes. or whatever. Not locking yourself into a box. Right, yeah. Escaping so, one box right. to go into another. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I love skincare. I will, I, I think that's healthy to, you know, take good care of your skin. Yeah. You love that. But makeup is one that I'm like, okay, that's interesting. I enjoy wearing makeup. And so mm-hmm. I ask myself, why do I wear makeup? My daughter has said, why do you wear makeup? And my answer to that and to her was, it's fun. I like to it's fun for me to do this. And I kind of just leave it at that um, because I don't want her to feel like she has to or that I only feel beautiful with makeup. Yes, 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 um, yes, yes, yes. So I have been, like, I don't wear makeup all the time. Um, I only wear it if I feel like it. I think that's um, an important distinction yeah. to where you don't feel like it's necessary, mm-hmm. like you need to, like you wouldn't dare to be seen yes. without makeup. Yes, To where it is fun. Yep. And yes, you can play with it and she likes to, too, you know, she's in, she does ballet and she has to wear makeup on the stage. So she, she knows about it and likes to play with it too. And, um, I think there is a, you can have a healthy relationship with it. Yes. I think the feeling like you need to wear it, you know, maybe there's, maybe there's an issue there, but again, it's about your why, like, why am I doing this? And then if you can feel like you can justify it with a good, healthy answer, then, you know, why not? Yes, yes. And applying that like you did to your hair or to whatever area of life you're assessing, why am I doing this? Right. Whether it's your career, whether it's what you look like, your appearance, whatever. Yeah. That's so important. Yeah. Totally. Anything you do differently? Possibly. The transition is so interesting and so many people have like a different method. Mm. There are a lot of people who just say, go cold turkey. Mm. Just let it grow out. Don't touch it. Don't try to blend it and just let it grow out. I didn't get that at first, but I get that now. I did have an appointment where I did a little bit of lightening to the parts that were more, that are more white. Mm -hmm. Um, And while I don't regret it, it it wasn't as satisfying as I hoped it would be. And I think I could go to another appointment to like try to achieve a more white look of the dyed hair, but I don't want to damage my hair further um, because it is hard on your hair and I don't know exactly how it would turn out, 
And the fact is, the dyed parts of my hair aren't my real color. Mm -hmm. You know, no matter what I do to them, Mm -hmm. it's not going to be my real color. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think there's beauty in just letting it be and letting it grow. I, I, I totally get that now. And you do kind of like the growth process of your hair kind of is the same as the growth process you are going through in your in your in your mind and in your body and yeah. it, you grow with it you really yeah. do your whole perception about yourself and it's it takes that long like it'll take two two plus years for my hair to totally grow out mm-hmm. and that is how long it takes I think to wrap your head around oh, literally I believe wrap it. your head around yeah. your yeah. new self and your yes. new looks you know, so I think no matter what you do or how you do it, it's going to be a transition. It's going to be a growth process. You can't, there's no like easy way out. Yes. And I think I didn't really know that when I started. I thought maybe I could make it easy on myself and try to match what, what my hair would be and have that done to my hair. But that's not really realistic for most people. Um, it's very, it would be very expensive. There's a colorist, a famous colorist named Jack Martin, who has these amazing transformations. And women, women go to him with a couple inches of growth, and he, he does like an eight-hour appointment with them and matches their exact gray pattern in their hair. Wow. And, I mean, it's absolutely stunning, but it's also $8,000. You're paying for it. <laughs> yes. Holy smoke. And there's upkeep to it, too. Yeah. So you have, I mean, there's a lot of toning involved. And to, to keep that silver is very, very, it's hard. It's time-consuming and expensive. And that's kind of what we're trying not to do, right, you know. Right, right, right. I mean, it's, there is an, at least an end point there. Like, as soon as your hair is grown out, you don't have to anymore. So, I thought I'd be more like that. I thought that's what I would want. Not that I would do that. I can't, yeah. like, who can afford to do that? <laughs> <laughs> right. But something wow. like that or finding someone local who could sort of use his process or, yeah. I don't know. But that's less important to me now. So it's interesting how you, you do shift. Like, you keep growing and learning and changing through the process. Right. And how do you not also? Yeah. And it's believable that it would take two plus years mentally. Yeah. Because think it's a lifetime of the other mode of thinking. Mm -hmm. And so to shift, absolutely, it's going to take some time. It's not going to be an overnight thing where you're like, okay, cool. I have a whole new outlook or I have a whole new like mental processing mode. It's going to be a process and a journey. And yeah, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so many different ways to do it. Yeah, so many different. And there's no one right way. It's it's so individual to what to what you want to do. I mean, it's choices. Yeah, Just choices. Choices. They matter. And then if you can, and then you can change your mind. I had several people say, oh, if that's it feels bad, too. if it feels bad, if it doesn't feel right, if you don't like it, dye your hair again. That's important. If it's too. not the right time for you, that's okay. Yes. It's okay. I'm so yes. stubborn like that. I couldn't even allow myself to, <laughs> I'm yes. like, no, I decided I'm doing this. <laughs> I'm a woman of my word. Yes. <laughs> I'm not going back it. on this. <laughs> but that's so important but yeah, too. Well, you is. can. And you can change your mind. yourself and you can change your mind because maybe emotionally you're not ready. And yeah. so to bully yourself into it and force yourself into it. Yep. What good is that going to do? Yeah. That's it's not, not the that point. That might do more harm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
I can relate to that like with my face acne and just I actually just posted about it last night where I finally feel like I'm to a point where I'm ready to share okay and it took some time and yeah. I almost felt like a fraud because I feel like I preach authenticity and talk about how important authenticity is and blah 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 and I just wasn't feeling super empowered and confident and I didn't want to share that part of myself because right. it was so raw uh-huh. And I just was not ready. Yeah. And I had to accept that. Yes. And I had to just and honor like, that. Yes. Honor yourself in that totally, way. Totally. Yeah. Just not ready. And that's okay. Absolutely. And so being gentle with yourself too. Yes. Yes. And that is so crucial because it is. Yeah. You're just going to walk way more battered and bruised yes. than before. And what, mm-hmm. what's the healing part of that? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You have to listen to yourself. Sometimes what you think you need or what you think you want isn't actually true. Yeah. And you try it, and then you realize it, and that's that's totally okay. Yeah, and either you revisit it later yep. or you don't. Yep. Up to you. Yep. Again, choices. You exactly. Decide. So speaking of that, I feel like that's a similar vein. What advice do you have to others who are contemplating it? Yeah, so I think, I mean, what I did was I, I sat with I sat with knowing that eventually I wanted to do it for quite a long time. I was watching in the wings for, I think, a year before I finally decided. So I would say, I mean, and this phrase gets used a lot, but when you know, you know. So keep it in your mind. Research it. Look for look at inspiration pictures. I did so much of that. There are so many amazing Instagram accounts of women who are all stages of the process. You know, you can find somebody who's four months in, you can find somebody who's all the way transitioned and just loves to share and give tips about the journey. Um, So I did so much of that, just looking at inspiration pictures and wondering, oh, will my hair be something like this? Or, because you can, you kind of have a little bit of an idea, but you don't, you don't really know until it's all the way grown out what it is going to look like. So do that. I mean, if you're wondering or interested in ditching the dye for yourself, um, yeah, knowledge is power. Just learn about it. Seek out people that have done it. Ask questions um, because they love to talk about it. It's, yeah. It is personal, but it's so, like, usually I everyone who I've come across, and I approach people mm-hmm. that I see with white hair or mm-hmm. silver hair. I did that at a, at a holiday party a couple days ago and they were so happy to talk to me about the process of their own so yeah ask questions look at pictures and then just wait until you know for sure and then try it out try it out for a few months yeah 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 yeah. I will say it gets it's hard like I would say from like six weeks to I mean it's hard until it looks intentional okay you know what I mean like for me right now I think it's starting to look like intentional but even still, it's, I think it's the hardest between, I mean, three, three months and then like three to seven months, I would say. So I bet that's helpful to expect that. Yeah. Yep. To expect know. that it's, it's like, oh, it's and, awkward and yeah. like, oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know what to do. Yeah. But I think like playing with your hairstyle, um, a lot of people will do braids or, um, headbands yeah. or, um, I thought I'd be wearing way more hats, but like I... I really don't feel like I need to like cover up my hair. Mm. I thought I have a couple berets that I bought thinking that I was going to wear them all the time. And I just, I really haven't because 
I'm kind of proud of my yeah. progress. Like at this point, I'm like, yeah. I'm kind of proud of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's kind of fun, but fantastic. that's an option too. You know, yeah. you can wear a headband, you can sure. hats, barrettes, like there's lots of fun things you can do to kind of just make it look more intentional yeah. that you care. Like yes. I still care. Yes. I still care yes. about what I look like yes. and do my hair. Yes. And, yes. And that helps. Totally. Anything else that surprised you in this process? Oh, gosh. I mean, that kind of surprised me, um, just not feeling like I had to cover it up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did for a, t- for a hot minute, and then I don't feel like I have to cover it up. And I that really surprises me because I most times, especially if I'm getting dressed up and going out, going out on a date or going to a party or whatever, I have not le- left the house and felt bad about myself. Oh, I've been like, right oh, on. I feel good. And I'm surprised by that. Yeah. 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 Isn't that so cool and empowering to think about that you can grow into that or you can achieve that where your way of thinking right now isn't necessarily like what it will be in the future and you can get to a place where you are comfortable doing things you thought you would never be comfortable doing. Whether it's this, whether it's parents-based or not. Yeah. But really, you're going to grow throughout the process oh yeah it is and so the, yeah yeah it's really really cool yeah, yeah it's cool to look back see the progress see how much you've changed and grown and that's what life is about you know just don't be stagnant always be open to learning and and growing and you never know you never know what you're gonna do next you know and that's really yeah <laughs> it's, it's dynamic and engaging and keeps you I think just curious and engaged in life yeah 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 I really I like love that, that. So are you open to people reaching out to you then? Of course. Okay, Yeah, cool. I welcome it. I, I love it. Um, I actually, I've contemplated starting my own Instagram account just mm. based on my hair. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I, I don't know if I have time or if I am going to do that, but I'll continue to share on my personal page. It's private, but if you, you know, if people wanted to request and look at the hair color stuff, I would, I would, I would approve it. Okay, cool. Um, right on. But yeah, reach out if you have questions or you want to know more about the process or anything. Sweet. And it's, it is beneficial. That is an upside of social media where you can, can connect yeah. on similar journeys like that. Yes. And so helpful. even if you're just watching the shadows for a while, you know, just kind mm-hmm. of dipping your toe in and getting a feel for it. That's beneficial too and helpful too, where you can just observe other people going through it. Yes and gather information and just kind of get your fills for it yep so yeah and it's part of the normalization I feel like and just yeah yeah oh I never even thought a lot of people and if if you're a woman who hasn't had any gray hair yet maybe you've never even it never crossed your mind yeah but I think awareness as with anything that you want to bring awareness to like any form of awareness is good for everybody men women children like that's society. So agreed. Agreed. A thousand percent. Thank you so much for sharing your journey with us. You are so welcome. This is, I am on board this revolution. <laughs> I love this. I love it so You're much. You're next. I'm next. I'm next. <laughs> I don't know if you have any great hair. Not yet, but I, I am so inspired. So if, the, and I'm lucky cause I have light hair. Yes. You know? It so. is different. Yeah. It does. It, it is different. Um, but thank you. Thank you again. I think this You're is so a conversation again. Thank and you so much for having rock. me and oh talking to me about this. I it's was really thrilled cool. when you said yes. Yeah, of course. <laughs> thank you. Yes. <laughs>
Thank you. And everybody, again, if you, I will share her handle in yeah. the show notes. And I yeah. welcome you to just consider your own journey in this or something else related. So thank you. Thank you.